What's up, guys? It's Heather, your rom-com queen. It's Lucretia, your thrill seeker. And this is Stephanie, your wild card. And we are the, the Reading Sirens. Welcome, everyone. Today, we will be discussing Green Lights, which is Matthew McConaughey's memoir. Uh, he says it's not a regular memoir in here, and uh, we all... I mean, I truly enjoyed it. I did too. I was too. really excited to read it. Um, I know the big one of the big debates with this book was: Do we get the book? Do we listen to it on audio? I went audio. <laughs> she got the full perks. <laughs> I got the book as a gift for my birthday, and I really liked that I got the book because it has a lot of the pictures and mm -hmm. a lot of his actual mm -hmm. journal entries mm -hmm. in the book. But I also listened to a portion of it in the audio, and I was really sad because I really wish I would have got the audio. I know. I kind of, I feel the same way. Well, I ended up getting the Kindle because, mm -hmm. you know, it was just easier for me at the time to just read it at night. And it still had a lot of his original text in there. Oh, that's awesome. And it came with the option to see it in text. So if you couldn't understand oh, his handwriting, cool. it was typed up as well. Oh, that's so, awesome. Yeah, so I really loved that. And it was a lot, it was really easy for me to keep track of like the different things that I liked. Mm -hmm. um, that is the one way. thing I did miss mm -hmm. by listening to it on audio was I didn't have the actual book and I had to keep pausing and going back because there were so many things that he said that I thought were awesome, like all mm -hmm. his bumper stickers. Yeah. And it's like, wait, 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 what did he say? And I had to pause it and go back and listen a couple times so I would make sure that I got the wording correct. But I loved it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was, overall, it was a great memoir. And it was um, one of those books that you just kind of like question yourself, like how you're your taking own views. It made me want to be a better person. Yeah. Your approach and just mm -hmm. to me, because there's people who have things happen to them and then this is the this is a reason why I'm so bad or this is the reason why this mm -hmm. and he is the complete opposite of that he is not nothing into that nothing held him back mm -mm. and I really liked his whole green lights approach where yeah this might be a setback now so it's a yellow light but mm -hmm. I'm gonna make this turn green like there's something mm -hmm. good that's gonna come out of this and whether it's just me learning from this experience yeah you know but that's that's what it is right it just really like makes you really question like um you know even back then to when he was young like there wasn't the way of life of saying i'm just gonna go to a psychiatrist and figure mm -hmm. my stuff mm -hmm. out like mm -hmm. for him you know it, he just really took to writing stuff down even mm -hmm. not for mm -hmm. him to share and yeah, yeah. i did transition that way but mm -hmm. he wrote stuff down just for himself to like mm -hmm. reflect and yeah. kind of this is how i'm feeling and it takes you back to the days of you journaling or mm -hmm. writing a diary mm -hmm. entry. And it sometimes does become a chore and mm -hmm. writing a diary. And for him, it was a way of life for him. Yeah. So, it was a way to, yeah, so to get through his experiences mm -hmm. and, and to remember. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I like that he said, um, I remember more than I forgot. Like mm -hmm. he thought he was writing in his journal to forget things, but really, as he was going through mm -hmm. it, he was like, oh, I remember more yeah. than what I thought I would. His family dynamic must have been something. <laughs> Which, I mean, his me, parents yeah. alone got divorced twice and married each other three times. But they weren't obvious about it. Like, he didn't even know until he was really? older yeah. that that was a thing, that that's what happened. Mm -hmm. And even though, because at first, when I first 
started reading the whole outlaw logic portion of it where mm-hmm. he's saying like my dad would do this or my dad would do that i initially thought like oh crap like it's about to get sad and he had this way of telling that story or those stories as of this was normal mm-hmm. to me and it made me who i am like he mm-hmm. yes the whole outlaw logic like you don't get in trouble his because dad, you did it you get I would in have trouble because you never caught. done anything wrong mm-hmm. i never would have did anything wrong i never would have lied I would have just been more of a rebel because that's just Probably. who I am. Like I, well, his I, him, was. I know yeah. that's why I'm like with him. I'm like, wow, like he really, that's not who I would have been at all. Like I would have, I would been like, like to you. recreate the, not for us to do it, but maybe drunk people from BBC <laughs> to do, to piss like the highest height. Like, oh, I think over your head. Yes, I think <laughs> none of our heads, obviously, but I think that would be hilarious because he went and got his, his brother yeah. and gave him beer on the way over there, <laughs> got him like super full to where he could piss, like, how high was it? Over six something six, feet? Six, three? Yeah. Something like that. And I was yeah. like, oh my lordy, like. Hey, but it also makes you think of, okay, yes, his dad didn't do everything that nowadays we consider conventional, mm-hmm. but his dad loved his kids. Oh, and, yeah, and hands down. And he showed that because even when he took his brother, was it Pat that he took mm-hmm. to piss over for this pissing It was contest, for the, literally for the bike contest. he knew he wanted. Yeah, he mm-hmm. did it because he was but like, my son, my son really wants this gift, and so I'm going to, do know, what I, I have know to. he can yeah. do it, so I'm going <laughs> to... Hey, Merry Christmas. Here you go. Yeah, I feel like a lot of the times, though, in the 70s and 80s, I feel like the way of life was mm-hmm. if I can't get it and I have a, a good Christian mentality, mm-hmm. I'm going to make sh- shit work. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to mm-hmm. get it done. And, mm-hmm. you know, back then, I mean, it was a different time hitting mm-hmm. your kids with the bell or mm-hmm. teaching them lessons by starving them at dinner because they don't want to eat what you cook. I feel mm-hmm. like that was... Normal. normal and mm-hmm. we've somehow in society changed our normal mentality of how to raise a child to this bubble mm-hmm. situation and we put our kids into a bubble and I feel like they don't learn anything yeah See, I kind of I agree but I disagree with you because I do understand we have changed our, our ways of how we raise kids but I do understand why we've done that and it's because there are a lot of people out there who are messed up yeah like, mm-hmm. you know we are some of the lucky ones and even then we have our own traumas that Mm -hmm. we've gone through and stuff and and I feel like I there's that misconception that if you don't hit your kids you're putting them like you said in a bubble or if you don't just and honestly kids need discipline but like one of his quotes that really stood out to me and I'm not gonna quote it like verbatim because I don't remember exactly what he said but he said yes there were a lot of things that I didn't do because I didn't want to get hit Mm -hmm. but there were a lot of things that I did do because I liked getting that praise or I liked that love that my dad would show. And I think that's one thing that it's kind of hard for people to really focus on when you come from this background of you get hit or you get this if you do the wrong thing is that yes, that that's going to work, but you also want your kids to know when you're proud of them because mm-hmm. that's ultimately what's going to help them find their way or get you know like you don't have to necessarily buy them something every time they do something good Mm -hmm. but I like that his you know even just his dad being proud of him or his dad wanting to spend time with him like that was his I was really sad when his dad passed away before he started actually getting his like acting gigs 
Mm-hmm. So he didn't get to see him become who he is now. And that really I don't, made me sad. But the dad yeah. situation, I mean, yeah, I mean, life kind of, you know, people pass. And he mm-hmm. took it as, like, my dad taught me so much mm-hmm. in my life. He's really created mm-hmm. his outlaw aspect. And mm-hmm. him saying, like, my dad taught me, you know, we don't ever say live, living, we say live in. Or mm-hmm. the whole, mm-hmm. like... His mentality came from his dad. Yeah. His I loved dad his was, dad way more than his mother. Well, and, and I loved his did. mom in the I aspect that she yeah. was just, she was very close to her kids. And mm-hmm. back then you, you stayed home and raised your kids. And so, she, I mean, granted, she had a hard time with she three boys. <laughs> but and she, also, she still left him by himself with his dad when she got divorced for one of those times. She went on mm-hmm. a spa trip. Right? <laughs> it was just an extended vacation. I just didn't like how she turned into a super fan at the end and wanted to get all this media attention. I felt like that it was t- a lot to do with, like, any mom, though. Yeah, like, if my mom and- became... Or my kid became famous. I'd be proud now. Now I wouldn't go to the extent of saying doing interviews behind his back. But yeah, yeah. That, that's mean, the part that I like. I would be proud of him hands down. But I didn't like her always going to the media and wanting to get her her fame like as well. But that is what caused the rift between them. I mean, mm-hmm. he didn't like that either, mm-hmm. and he saw like, hey, I need to create this distance between some me myself and this person, who even though I love her and she's my mom and she raised me, but she's not healthy for me right Mm -hmm. now. And I think that is a struggle that a lot of people go through is just because somebody is family, do you necessarily keep them around if they're... I think if they're they're causing you toxicity, you gotta... It's okay to get some distance. And there's also, in his light, he did cut or sever that relationship for a while, but he also realized, like, she's my mom. Like, I only get one mom in my life. And Mm -hmm. unfortunately, she may not be... The like perfect Nobody perfect is, mold yeah. that I want her to be but it is what it is mm-hmm. and I need to cherish and love her because life is short just like her he lost his dad and yeah mm-hmm. he didn't want that and the separation. good thing too because I mean I, I know it is sad that he his dad didn't get to see him actualize being an actor but his dad did also give him his blessing he yeah was like, he hey, did if you're gonna do it just don't be half-assed at mm-hmm. it and so that's what gave him that push to okay my dad because because he was scared to tell his dad. He, he was, was like, oh, my dad's going to kick my ass, blah, blah, blah. And then he told his dad, and his dad's like, just don't half-ass it. Like, mm-hmm. if you're going to do it, go all in. So, and I feel like he really took that to heart. And maybe especially because he lost his dad right after, mm-hmm. he was like, well, I'm going to show him. He was super motivated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite, favorite parts is when he's chasing both times where he chases his wet dreams. Oh, that's right. I love that. So <laughs> when he was in like the Amazon forest and he saw all those glowing like butterflies, like mm-hmm. I want to go there. I want to <laughs> see those butterflies. Mm-hmm. Like I think that would be amazing. I feel like a lot of that part of it though was like if I think about a dream, like I think about it for a second and then I move on. Like mm-hmm. I don't want to chase my dreams. Right. I I, I mean I would love to chase my <laughs> dreams, but he had the financial means to do so. Exactly. But and to travel and to travel and live off the And then even when he when he month. went when he went to Africa and how he was sitting up there and saw twenty one shooting stars. 
Like that would be awesome out there mm -hmm. where you could just see it all. You know, which the whole Africa thing reminds me of. He's almost like a yes man without saying he's a yes, yes man. Mm -hmm. Because when they, he was like, oh, I'm like the best wrestler. And they're like, oh, we're going to wrestle That was hilarious guy. to me. That I love that hilarious. part. Yes. It's not about win or lose. No. <laughs> like, uh, am I going to leave my mark here? Yeah. And then the other yeah. part I loved, which it kind of confirms that there is still p good people out there, was Johan and Harry Armpit. The wife. The wife. How, mm -hmm. he, how he nicknames yeah. her, Harry Armpits. Yeah. So he goes with his two friends mm -hmm. before he started right really getting in. Right and confused. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So he goes and they rent these new bikes and they didn't have the money that it took. And Johan took way less than he should have. Which pissed off his wife. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and then... One of them crashed one, totaled it, yeah. and he still brought them a new Another one. Another bike, yeah. Brand new He's, for them yeah. to finish their trip. Like, you wouldn't find that here. Mm -mm. Well, on top of that, like, he didn't even know that he was going to be as big as he mm -mm. was. And it was just probably their way of life back there. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna or do just his favor. own dream. Like, cause, because he did mention, like, that's the reason why I'm, I have this shop. Because I want people like you mm -hmm. to enjoy what I enjoyed, which was, yeah. mo like, riding his but I just, I loved, all, all I loved that part of the story. Mm -hmm. I absolutely loved it. And it's almost like that whole, like, you, you get what you give. Mm -hmm. And I feel like Matthew McConaughey, he's very much seems like that type of person who gives himself mm -hmm. and when you do that kind of thing eventually you're going to meet other people who are the same way and believe the same things and so he that's what what happened there mm -hmm. he, this guy's mm -hmm. like hey i'm gonna trust you yeah and i just love happened. his whole green light yes. concept um mm -hmm. and how that translates into his memoir and how he utilized it mm -hmm. as a I don't ever look at anything as a, a red light. I always look at it as a yellow light or a green light. and mm -hmm. Or even his red lights, he says, will turn into green lights in right. the future. Mm -hmm. So, Yeah, I just really love that concept. And if you have the hard copy of the book, I mean, it really transitioned. Like each section of his journal at that point, he even says green light. I right. love that part when he does yeah. that. And it's mm -hmm. just the whole, like, I took this as a green light. Like, mm -hmm. I seen this as a green light. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so, One of my other favorite parts, too, was his walk with Brother Christian. Oh, yeah. Where nothing, like, Brother Christian wasn't saying anything to him. He was just listening to him. Mm -hmm. And then at the end, he said, let me find my notes. Sometimes we don't need advice. We just need to hear we are not alone. And that really resonated with me. I don't know. I like that part a lot. Yeah. And I, I like that too because I feel like a lot of times we just need to vent. Mm -hmm. We just need to, or sometimes we even already figured out our own course of action and we try to tell somebody about it and there people are really quick to try to give you advice based off like themselves mm -hmm. or what they think you should do. And that's nice sometimes, but sometimes you don't really need that. You just need to have a mm -hmm. friend or a person there to like listen and, and take it in. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. How much would you guys have paid to be his neighbors when he was arrested naked from playing his bongos <laughs> and being high? I'm just um, saying, I want to be a neighbor where I, I can see that almost I'm flip. I'm saying, I love that whole scene where he's like, oh, and I'm going to do a flip and I'm going to impress them. They're going to be right? so impressed that I I'm not going like, to get arrested. I was like, go, go. Oh, I love that part yeah. so much. I just Which love I think, the community was yeah. just like, 
that's him and yeah this is how we live in this community and mm-hmm. they just took him as a i felt so they bad he had to move famous. after that because everybody kept passing by because they leaked and, his yeah. address mm-hmm. but i was like oh my god i just wish i could have been one of the neighbors yeah. <laughs> and that, that reminds me i think that's where one of my favorite bumper stickers comes out where it's mm-hmm. like um oh i think i wrote it down let me see uh if you're high enough, the sun's always shining. <laughs> and that's true. Really, like, I know it has to do with being high, mm-hmm. but I also took it as you, depending on what you choose to focus on. Mm-hmm. Like, depending on what, if you, yes, a, a million things could be going wrong, but if you have this one thing that can make you happy in that moment, mm-hmm. then the sun is shining. It doesn't yeah. matter how many clouds he are out there. He was at peace in his own birthday stew, just banging his bang on his bongos. bongos and skin to skin. Skin to skin, yeah. And he just, <laughs> I mean, he loved his reef, and he loved his bongos, and mm-hmm. he, loved... he loved his body. Honestly, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, he was just—I mean, it felt like he was always naked. And every chance he chance he got, he got to get—he wanted yeah. to get naked. I <laughs> also liked um, the part where the one of the officers just like, "No, you're gonna want to put pants on." <laughs> and at that point, he's like, "Oh, well, it was, one of, the, it was one of the inmates." Yeah, it was one of the other prisoners. He's like, you're going to want to put some pants on. And then, and then, but I like that he was like, if this person is telling me I should put some pants on, (laughs) I should put some pants on. Uh (laughs) Yeah. I love that part too. Yeah, I just really liked how you said like, he, he was definitely a yes man and Mm -hmm. he didn't realize he was a yes man, but it was just, it's, Mm -hmm. he was such, he took everything as positive and Mm -hmm. I can make it positive and. I loved how he journaled, and I loved his pictures in his book, and mm-hmm. I, I loved, loved his whole truck, his yes. whole yeah. convertible. He went yes. a convertible because he and thought he that's what realized the girls it want. was taking from his personal uh-huh. though. Like I like yeah. how he was always analyzing himself because mm-hmm. if there's something that I truly enjoy is self growth, mm-hmm. like knowing what areas you could improve in, and not cause, because I, I hear a lot from people, not anybody really, but that we know but just like in general like a lot of times when I get clients they're like oh that's but that's just how I am mm-hmm. and I'm like okay I understand that's how you are but if you realize it's causing you more harm than good yeah why not try to improve you know and so I like that about him that he would always be like wait a minute if I'm not getting what I want maybe it has something to do with myself mm-hmm. um, again like he never had that victim mentality it's no. always like if I want something I'm gonna go out there and get it and even it even translated to his career mm-hmm. where he was like I'm done playing the romantic league yeah it's boring to me now it's not a challenge it's not so helping him grow. I'm gonna stop accepting just money like he he wasn't yeah. about money truly he was about being happy and I think that was one thing that really resonated with me is you grow as a person. You obviously, during different stages in your life, you're different and just kind of make the best out of it. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize in like real life that he took such a big break or a... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because to us, it just seems like, oh, he's just in another yeah. movie. Yeah. And... It, you did see, like, when that break happened, like, mm-hmm. he was doing a lot of rom-coms, and then mm-hmm. he transitioned into Lethal Lawyer and mm-hmm. more serious roles, and he just, I mean, he was, he knew what he wanted, and in order for him to progress as a artist in his industry, he mm-hmm. needed to do those type of growth mm-hmm. movies, mm-hmm. and he held out, and he stuck to yeah. it, and... yeah. He and got, his wife was super supportive too. That was actually they're like the perfect match. Yeah, 
Well, she even motivated him to, well, no, mm-hmm. you need to get out there and go to freaking Africa, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, no, not to Africa. You need to go somewhere by yourself and write this memoir mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just really I felt like it. it was really great in regards to how he really journaled all his life and kind of like, this is mm-hmm. my thing and how it transitioned into a 50-year memoir mm-hmm. and how it just all played out. Yeah. Yeah. So, how do you guys think you related to the characters? This one's hard because yeah. it's mainly his life, but I liked it. I I liked it, and when you I wish I could be more. Me, I I focus on the different stages of him. Yes, mm-hmm. because I do feel like you see his growth as a person. Like you see him going from. This little boy who was stealing two by fours to build this humongous treehouse. Tree yeah. And then he goes into that teenager that lies to his dad and pees his pants because mm-hmm. he couldn't stand up and say the truth. And then he's like taking more hold of his life. Like now I'm in this foreign country mm-hmm. and this guy is an idiot. Yeah. So what am I going to do so I can keep my word, mm-hmm. but make the situation better? better. Yeah. And then he just kind of from there kept progressing and maturing Went from being immature (laughs) to being more mature and Mm -hmm. a dad, really. He adapted to his life and he just kind Mm -hmm. of ran with it. Like, this is not a good situation or a healthy situation. And Mm -hmm. he learned from it and he Mm -hmm. progressed Mm -hmm. from there. And so it's hard for, I mean, people in general to realize their downfalls. And for him, he didn't really need Mm -hmm. that education piece. But Mm -hmm. he knew how to dig himself out and how to make Mm -hmm. himself better and... Mm-hmm. really just kind of be overall so yeah were you guys swept in from the start with this one i, I was. was i, I, I was, was surprised because Same i here I, I was like being Ooh. a memoir i was like i don't know like how is this gonna be and then he's an actor like what if he's better at acting than telling a story and mm-hmm. then I soon came to realize, like he says, he is a storyteller. Even with his characters that he plays, that's why he invests so much in them because he He just kind of digs himself into a role and he Mm -hmm. just, he is who he is. And I love how memoirs have never been my thing, just for the simple fact, like, I don't want to read about somebody's life. Like, I know. Yeah. I think the last uh, that's why I, I read don't was really the read diary them. of Anne Frank. <laughs> yeah. And that was very depressing. I know it was It's very depressing. Very intense, and but... sometimes, like, it's hard to relate to somebody mm-hmm. in that aspect and memoirs and not to knock them in any way. But they're just, they're hard read and you mm-hmm. have to be invested mm-hmm. in them. You have to be invested in with your, mm-hmm. your main character. And mm-hmm. so it was really hard. But I love... Matthew McConaughey. I love him even more now after listening to the book. I grew to... So, okay. I've seen a lot of his movies, but I hadn't seen a lot of his serious roles. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. until recently. Now I'm like on a Matthew McConaughey binge. But um, I had seen most of like his rom-coms and then I saw Dallas Buyers Club, which was one of the first like serious roles I saw him in. Mm -hmm. Had seen him in Frailty, but... You know, just, I, so I was like, what's this guy going to talk about, you know? Right. And then, uh, but I was like, okay, like, we're all excited to read it. Okay, I'm going to hop on this bandwagon and read yeah. it too, you know? And as I started reading it, I was like, oh man, like this, it, it surprised me how much I actually truly enjoyed hearing I his stories. Yeah. I did too. What do you guys think about the overall plot? Um, I, I think 
where it was missing for me. So he talked about being molested at the very beginning. And so I thought it was going to be more of like a, like a plot. Like it was going to be more permanent in the plot or permanent mm -hmm. in the plot. And he didn't really talk about it. And so at first I was like, okay, well, well, what happened here? But as I continue to see where his actual book was going, um, I think that was maybe just one of his, one of the things that he learned from. And mm -hmm. so he didn't really need to focus. And I noticed he doesn't really focus too much on the negative aspects. No, like he just says like, oh, this happened. But then this really good thing came out of it. And that's what he chooses to focus on. Mm -hmm. So once I started reading more, I understood why he just kind of browsed through it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was a good point to bring up. Like for him, he didn't really need to talk about it. Like, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It was a part of my life that happened and, you know, I'm a better person mm -hmm. for what has established in my life and this mm -hmm. is where I'm at. I loved how he kind of did brush over it because, you know, I feel like with a lot of these type of, in movies or even in books, like mm -hmm. people dwell on something that's happened and, you know, sometimes that is hard. Some people don't know how to move past something, but mm -hmm. with that type of scenario, he didn't let that hold him back. He didn't mm -hmm. say he wasn't a, it wasn't a pity party for him. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. It was really kind of a passing thought for him. Yeah. Or yeah. Or something that drove him to be better or do better because mm -hmm. even, uh, I like that he did mention like, Oh, this is how my parents were. And this is, you know, but then he talked about how much it helped him. Like to him, everything is always a turning point yeah. or, you know, uh, a way to grow. And I, I did enjoy that. I loved how he always found the positive and mm -hmm. anything that that happened so, to him. Sorry, another thing that really threw me off, not not threw me off like it's a bad thing, but I wouldn't have expected it, is that he started talking when he talked about the only thing he ever wanted to be in life was a dad. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was really endearing. I almost started for crying during that who, part. Yeah, yeah, because when somebody's famous, you don't expect them to mm -mm. say something. You just think, oh, they just always wanted to be famous or, no. you know, whatever. And he was just like, I just truly always wanted to be a dad. And mm -hmm. he did all his growing when he had to. And then he knew he was ready to settle down, found his woman, and then they started mm -hmm. their family. I would have loved to see how his record keeping was with all these journals mm -hmm. like oh, like know. you got it i mean he's moved quite a bit throughout his mm -hmm. lifetime he was always on the go he lived in the canoe yeah yeah <laughs> i love that right and um, then he just had a p.o box in two yeah, different places so, mm -hmm. like where did he store all these journals i mean obviously he's going through tons and tons if i wonder if he had like a storage shed somewhere like a home base maybe and like I he said wonder, he yeah. wrote it on napkins he wrote it yeah, on mm -hmm. when even when you see the pictures like a lot of it it's stuff that he just kind of like probably stuffed into another thing and then i mean i could just imagine here. him just being a, a klepto and just kind of hoarding like mm -hmm. boxes and boxes of napkins and yeah, yeah. papers and <laughs> But they're all, I think it's so cool because they were all pretty big experiences for him because like even the pictures he has, the picture mm -hmm. of when he went down to the Amazon, like he has all these different memories and I feel like it, it's probably similar to like sometimes I find old pictures and then I can't stop looking through mm -hmm. all the old pictures from that time and I'm like, yeah. oh yeah, that's where we were this time or that's what we were doing and so I can just imagine him actually reading through his journals. And like you said, it takes me back to like having a journal 
mm-hmm. and going through that and a lot of things in my life I don't think I would remember them if I hadn't mm-hmm. written them down That's I feel true. like whoever like helped put this book together they were just having a filled day like Okay, where do I put this? Where do I put this? Or what picture do we use for this one? (laughs) Yeah, I just, I mean, I would love to see the behind the scenes of putting it together. The boxes of. Would you guys consider reading more um, books from him if he released them? Um, I'm sorry. No, you're fine. Uh, I just feel like, would he buy write more memoirs or would he I would love or to see his storytelling like yeah I would love for him to write like a fiction book or I feel like I he would be that. great at kids books too like, I think so yeah, too especially because he did was it thing that he did for his kids mm-hmm. yeah so I think he would do good with kids books or even just I would want to see a little bit of like his family life and see what that's like if mm-hmm. you know because I know um, he does talk about the start of yeah. that situation, but even yeah. maybe just, I feel like he would be a good one for like a parenting book or mm-hmm. like, you know, like I would definitely read more. That, that brought me yeah. back to the scene with the dad and the bird. Oh, oh the poor, that's I almost where you cried. see how much like compassion his dad actually had. Yes. Because that he brought that bird yeah. back and I was like, oh my God. He gave it mouth to mouth yeah. <laughs> while he was in the toilet. I know. I was like, oh my God. And the fact that he knew not to do like full breaths yeah. either like, I don't know. I think I would have just and it lived like what, and started flaming like a seven or nine years longer after that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I don't know. That just brought me back to that. Yeah, that and I wonder what it was about the bird too that made the dad want to do that. Like, cause you know how it was at the time when mm-hmm. him and the wife were getting divorced. It was so probably his best if friend. For him, it was like another loss, and so he was like, "No, clean the life." Yeah. Well, I mean, just like anything, you know, I feel like there's certain things that we get so attached to, and let that be a pen, my favorite pen. Don't ever touch my pen, mm-hmm. or. A dog or something mm-hmm. of value. Like for safety, too. Yeah, like as it's, a safety. yeah. Mm-hmm. it's just, he probably created that, like you said, because of the divorce and mm-hmm. the bird was his lifeline at that yeah. point. Mm-hmm. He probably would have given up his son at the point where right. bird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know, he would have been like, God, if you could only let my bird live. <laughs> Do you guys think he was true to the genre? Um, to the memoir? I think he was outside the box and I'm all for it. I just feel like you said in the beginning, Steph, it's not one of those typical memoirs, and I think that's what made the book so easy to read. So the mm-hmm. genre for me was definitely true to the mm-hmm. genre. Mm-hmm. It's just more of, um, it it read more like a book to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it didn't read like... A bunch of then, stories yeah, put together, pretty much. It yeah. felt like it flowed at some... This is his transition of his life. This is how mm-hmm. it kind of unraveled for mm-hmm. him, mm-hmm. and... It was such a good memoir. I would love to see more memoirs like this just because... I would probably mm-hmm. read them more if they were more like this. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I don't think I've had too much experience with memoirs, but it is true to the genre in that it talks about snippets of his life and things that stood out to him or things that made him a certain way or mm-hmm. like backed up a belief that he has now. And I truly enjoyed it, but I don't know... That all memoirs are like this. I don't like, think, I think they even are. just the word memoir, when I think about it, I'm like, uh, yeah. it's like, <laughs> I'm done. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, not to kind of deflect from the memoir part of it, but I mean, whole, whole bumper stickers in his mm-hmm. memoir. I loved those. I yes. just, I, I, now I find myself like 
looking at bumper stickers yeah. and like mm-hmm. understanding like mm-hmm. gosh I always think like of that means stickers. something yeah. to a person you know mm-hmm. I yeah. would hate to I, I personally hate to put bumper stickers oh, on yeah, my car too. I would never put a bumper sticker on my car but mm-hmm. now that when I see one I'm like oh my god a bumper sticker yeah. <laughs> yeah. and it. see I don't put bumper stickers on my car I would not want to do that either but I do have my water bottles the big ones yes. that I yeah. always put stickers on and I'm like okay so it's similar to that because mm-hmm. to me to put something on my bottle that's like that's something that you carry around and people know it's yours so it has to be something that really stands out to me or that I really mm-hmm. like whether it's a saying or whether it's just colors that really provoke a feeling for me and I think that's what I got through his bumper stickers it's like whenever he would put a bumper sticker I'm like oh crap like yeah that's that's truly how that is or <laughs> you know just yeah that he's making yeah. a good point here every time I think of bumper stickers I always think of Forrest Gump the movie where he goes yes. life is like or, oh, or like a box of chocolate <laughs> or even um, shit happens yes <laughs> I love that one um, yeah. so one of my favorites of the bumper stickers is the best way to teach is the way that is most understood in mm-hmm. the book mm-hmm. just because I feel like that bumper sticker in the book that was just like how he felt like Mm -hmm. I'm not really a teacher but it helps me understand Mm -hmm. life if Mm -hmm. I write it down and I tell you about it yeah Mm -hmm. and it reminds me too of how some teachers or people are where they think everything's cookie cutter and everybody understands things the same way, but people learn in different ways. Some people learn by experience. Some people learn through seeing something on a board. Some people mm-hmm. learn through talking. Everybody is so different, and I like that he's so well-versed in that and that he's a very much like, well, you can't judge somebody until you've been through their experience mm-hmm. or you, know, you can't just make up your mind if you haven't tried to in their shoes or if you haven't taught them some tried to teach them something you know mm-hmm. um which that one takes me to that scene where the the prostitute walks in and so he overhears these guys and that's another thing that i loved about him is he was never scared to stand up to somebody no, who, yeah. who was diff, you know like talking down on someone mm-hmm. and so he finds these two guys who are just talking about this woman and he says, I see both of your points, but before you judge her, like, how about we try to teach her something or, you mm-hmm. know. Well, he even says in one of his bumper stickers, educate before you indict. Yeah, that's yeah. the one where, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. you just really need to understand somebody's situation before you mm-hmm. judge the situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he was, I mean, I felt like a lot of his bumper stickers in the book were just kind of amazing and mm-hmm. how, like, it makes me, like, when I go to the store now, I'm looking at bumping stickers. Yeah. Right? Like, one, of, one of my favorites was sometimes you have to leave what we know to find out what we know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which reminds me also of when he's talking about finding himself. Mm-hmm. And he says, um, the first step to identity is not to know who I am, but to know who I am not. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a really big thing because as you're growing up or as you're going through all these experiences that's how you the first thing you figure out is what you don't like Mm -hmm. you don't Mm -hmm. really figure out what you're going to be when you grow up at five years old you know you just start little by little seeing these experiences and figuring out is that for me or not I feel Mm -hmm. like a lot of his travel was surrounding that too Mm -hmm. like if I don't I know what I what I could be but I Mm want to know what I 
could be by doing this. Yeah. And I love how he just packs up everything and he gets on his canoe Mm -hmm. and he travels everywhere. And he's not scared of losing mm -hmm. anything or, you know, he's just like, I'm going to find myself. Like, uh, I know he mentions the whole find your frequency, which to me is like the whole vibing thing. Like if you don't vibe with someone, don't be there. If you don't vibe with something, don't do it. Like if you don't, you know, you have to find what works for you. And I think find your frequency. That's very much what that, what that meant to me was like, you're not happy. Mm -hmm. Get happy. Yeah. Go and do something that's going to make you happy. Even if you lose all your money, but at least you're going to find happiness and you're going to find away to yourself you know mm-hmm. it was a great book I mean it, if you guys haven't read it it's just one of those books that transitions into a a part of you that you're like am I doing this right like, mm-hmm. and I actually want to start journaling you know? yeah <laughs> this was actually my first audiobook and I'm thanking God that this was my first one because now I kind of want to listen to more of them. Yeah. Um, I think Matthew is a master storyteller, even with his own life. Mm -hmm. And I loved hearing all his worldly travels. And so I would give it five starfish because it was amazing to me, hands down, for me. I really enjoyed it. I would give it five stars too, just for the simple fact that I love Matthew McConaughey. And the whole time I was reading it, Granted, it only took me a couple days, but I kept on walking around the house saying, all right, all right, all right. Yeah. <laughs> like the whole time. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. And then my husband would be like, oh my gosh, have you just watched that movie over and over and over? And I'm like, no. I've just been reading the book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and every time I think of him, that's the, the words that mm-hmm. come out of my mouth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I honestly, with him, I, I thought this was going to be one of those books that I was like, okay, I'm going to get through this. It's going to happen. It'll be fine. And as soon as I started reading it, I was super into it. I I did like his storytelling aspect, just how he is a storyteller, the types of things that he brings in. I I would give it five stars too. Um, I honestly, again, it's true to genre. He's talking about his life and his experiences and having something come out of it. But truly, I think what stood out to me the most that I really enjoyed was just his perspective in, of life. I love that of, I'm going to turn these red lights, these red lights, I'm going to learn something from them and I'm not going to dwell on them. I know they're going to turn green at some point. Mm-hmm. This yellow light, yes, it's holding me back for now, but it's not always going to be like this. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm not happy. Okay, let me go find something that, that makes yeah. me happy. Mm-hmm. So I truly really enjoyed inspiring. that. really inspiring. And he is so adventurous, which I never knew that no. I never knew he was so I loved his, tra- and... I hope I can travel like him one day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And go to all these, like, amazing places. And I like how he makes his own role. Like, yeah. I don't fit into this role, but I'm going to make this role that I fit into. Mm-hmm. Or even just how he became, I liked like, how he was so, like, culture. okay, I don't want to get this little mini part. I want the main role. Mm-hmm. Okay. And everyone he did that he talked about, he got it. Yeah. And mm-hmm. even just uh, with his, uh, how he went and started teaching at one of the schools and he's like, oh, I'm, I'm going to be the minister of culture now. Mm-hmm. So he took, because he even talks about COVID, like I'm going to take this experience that's horrible and I'm going to make it better. Mm-hmm. And so he always found a way to improve in his life and mm-hmm. improve his quality of life. Because yes. I, I like that he focuses on that. It's about finding your happiness. Mm-hmm. Green light. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, it's time for your favorite segment, Fuck, Marry, Kill. 
We did this one a little different this episode because, as you know, the one and only character, Matthew McConaughey. Um, so we ended up going with characters from his movies yes. or roles mm-hmm. from his movies. Uh, so for my fuck, Mary kill, my fuck would have to be the Lincoln lawyer, Mr. Haller <laughs> or Haler. I can't remember how they pronounce it. I think it was Haler, right? Um, I just loved his tenacity in that movie. I loved how he was able to like, because I know he was a defense attorney, but once he figured out this guy was a murderer mm-hmm. for sure, he went after him. And I like that he was like, don't fuck with my family. Yeah. Um, so that part of him, I would truly think I thought that was pretty hot. Um, for Mary, I will go with Dr. Edison from The Wedding Planner. Um, so I just thought he was so cute in that movie. He was just like this, I don't know, like he's very like romantic, um, which I'm not very romantic but i like being romanced so (laughs) i would definitely marry him as dr edison and my kill would be him as fenton meeks in the frailty uh he plays a serial killer so i would kill him in that one for my fuck mary kill my fuck would be mud I just think about how he killed the man who pushed uh, pregnant Juniper down the stairs. And if he was that passionate about her, he would possibly be amazing in bed too. (laughs) And then I would kill Kenny Wells from Gold. I just didn't like him bald. And I think he was just too arrogant in that movie for me. Like, I just didn't like his character at all. And then my Mary would be Jake Brigantz from A Time to Kill. It's one of my favorite movies. Um, and he talks about that one in the book too. Yeah, he did what was right in that movie, and I just I don't know I'd want to marry him because we have similar views in that movie. <laughs> nice. Um, my Mary would be Jack from We Are Marshals. Um, um, I just felt like he was such a kind-hearted, passionate guy in that movie. Um, and then my fuck would be. Um, Connor from The Ghost of Girlfriend's Past. Oh, I just I forgot think... about him in that one. <laughs> um, I know, it's kind of dirty, but I feel like he would just, I mean, obviously women keep flocking to him. Mm-hmm. He's obviously good in bed. Right? Even their so... ghosts are coming after him. <laughs> so I thought that would be just awesome to be able to have that option to Connor. Yeah. Connor Mead. <laughs> <laughs> and then my kill is Texas Chomp. Chainsaw Massacre, and he was at Wilmer just because he was the killer. And yeah, I don't really like the killers, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> if it's not the tip, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I thought overall, he I mean, he has such a well diverse movies, like mm-hmm. his movies mm-hmm. are from comedy to serious, serious. Mm-hmm. To... <laughs> he even has some like serial killer stuff in there. I know. Yeah. He's, he's done everything and anything, pretty much anything he wanted. Yeah. yeah. Jack of all trades. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is. And he's good at it all. It's because he's a storyteller. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and master storyteller. Yes, he is. Per you. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. 
Oh, um, so we wanted to go ahead and introduce our small business shout out to Dionysus Brewery, um, again, out of Bakersfield. Um, they're a small brewery um, in Bakersfield that's amazing. They have amazing beer. Their names, the name of the brewery is such a unique name. Mm-hmm. Um, Dionysus is a mythical god. I'll let you take it from there. <laughs> Um, yeah, so the mythical god <laughs> is mythical just like the beer. Let me tell yes. you. Yes. Oh, I love and it. they just came out. I don't know if you guys saw, they just came out with their boomer bust with peanut butter cups. Oh, oh yeah. I'm so excited to try that one. They have I oh and they okay, so over the summer they also have their slushies. Yes. So my beer favorite, slushies. yeah. So beer slushies. There was a I like two the cherry limeade. Oh I liked the raspberry one that they had and I would mix it with the boomer bust mm-hmm. oh, that was so and it good. looked like a Napoleon dynamite mm-hmm. or not I the, like their cream haze too and then Napoleon, their juice what is it the Napoleon sandwiches oh Napolitan N- Neapolitan right yeah yeah they do I thought Napoleon dynamite I know I was thinking of the movie <laughs> I was like, Tina, where's my chapstick? Where's my chapstick, Tina? No, and they're so cute. And they just created their beer garden outside. And I like it a lot. And it's so cute to just sit out there. Mm-hmm. We uh, we pre-gamed there once for our book club, and yep. it was great. Yeah, so they have some amazing beer, and they range from sours that really put them on the map and mm-hmm. to stouts and now IPAs and... So going back to what you were saying with Dionysus being the name of an ancient Greek god, he is the Greek god of wine, winemaking, grape, cultivation, fertility, ritual madness, theater, and religious ecstasy. So if you drink Dionysus beer, you will be engaging in the whole intoxication of this amazing brewing that they do. And... Maybe you'll go a little mad. Right? <laughs> and maybe you'll drink so much you'll make some babies. And the owners are great. So yeah, they are. Some of our um, yeah. close friends and they're down to earth and mm-hmm. they're very fun to hang out with. So I'm yeah. just happy they keep make, making juicicle. I know it's not just for me, but that's the one I, <laughs> I like the juicicle. most. <laughs> I actually prefer I still juicicle love too. Boomer I bust. do too. Boomer bust, like it says, boomer bust. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, great place to go and visit. And it's actually even um, family friendly, so you mm-hmm. can bring your family yep. and just kind of hang out. And pet friendly, so yes. if your dogs are well-mannered, you can take them there and mm-hmm. just have them sniff around. Shout out to Dionysus, for, uh, also known as Dio. Yes. Dio. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Bye. Bye.